All right, we're going to spend some more time going out to the uh, going out to the phone lines and just uh, hearing from uh, fans out there, Laker fans, uh, not Laker fans. It really doesn't matter. Just uh, obviously somebody that meant so much to L.A. and uh, much bigger than just L.A. You know, I, I when I get a chance to do um, the post game show or anytime I'm talking Lakers on this uh, on this broadcast or even doing stuff socially, YouTube, whatever the case is. Laker fans are global. They're all over the world. And, um, you know, there's a fan base. It doesn't happen too often where the player can be as big as the fan base. And that's what what Kobe Bryant um, has been for the Lakers. Kobe Bryant is one of those icons that um, this fan base... Either somebody became a Laker fan because of Kobe Bryant, it was Kobe first, and then they became a Laker fan, or they were just Kobe fans. And uh, it's uh, it's great to hear people call in and tell stories. However, Kobe touched your life or affected your life. And I know it's a trip to even be having this conversation. I mean, just for us to be sitting here in the middle of this, and uh, this is the scenario tonight, um, it's, uh, it's kind of tough to comprehend, you know. You're doing it because you're in the middle of it, but you don't really understand or you haven't had a a second to try and process it. Um, But I do appreciate everybody that has, uh, you know, obviously called in and and told a story of how Kobe was impactful to them or memories that you had of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Katie in Corona. Katie, you're on the, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Katie. Hi, guys. I just wanted to thank you for doing this. It's super cathartic and I've been listening to you guys. I just drove through LA and back to Corona. seeing his name up there. It's just so weird. Um, and having been, you know, a lifelong fan and, um, my dad, you know, introduced me to the Lakers and, you know, the last time something like this, you know, happened was really, you know, in the Laker franchise was maybe when magic had his announcement, but anyways, getting to the story, cause I'm sure a lot of people want to share there. Um, I, uh, tried to work in media my whole life and you know a big part of that was working actually at ESPN in uh, Bristol and then um, came back to Disney in Burbank and it was the year Kobe was uh, winning his Oscar and he came to one of our premieres and he was just the absolute coolest he uh, spoke to every single kid in person that wanted to talk to him and I'd actually never met him in my time at uh, ESPN or KCAL or any of that so I you know took my chance and went up to him and said, Hey, you know, I know we're not really supposed to interact like this and fan out, but I just had to tell you hi and thanks for the impact that you had on me. And, um, I played sports growing up my whole life. Um, and being a female in sports, it's great. You know what you're doing for us. And he was just glowing because he wanted to talk about his girls and, um, their, uh, you know, sports careers and how, you know, there needed to be a bigger voice for girls in sports. And I just remember that conversation and wanting to cry, even him telling me that and taking the time for me as, you know, an adult. But remembering, you know, the seventh grade me who was playing sports and looking up to Kobe and, you know, seeing his girls there with him at a movie premiere. And he was so proud of those girls on the carpet. And then just to, you know, hear what happened today, it's just devastating. But, you know, I'm sure everybody has a Kobe story like that. And, you know, it'll be a once-in-a-lifetime memory for me, but he just touched people as a human being, not just an athlete. So just wanted to share that, that, you know, he's as genuine a person as everybody keeps saying that he is. Thank you, Katie. 
thank you for calling in and uh, thank you for sharing that story. Um, yeah, I, I love to hear that. You know, to to put it in that perspective too of how he was um, the impact that he can have on young females as well. Right? Think about that. The sports is stereotyped as it's oh it's it's men it's um there's a stereotype there's a stigma to sports i know it's changing and obviously it should be changing and uh you have somebody like kobe who had four daughters i mentioned i told a story a little bit earlier about how uh the last game um he came to at staples center against the dallas mavericks and he was there um obviously he was there with his daughter and wearing that WNBA sweater I thought was uh, I thought it was powerful I thought it was here's one of the greatest to ever do it in the NBA wearing a WNBA sweater I loved it and I know it might have been just a subtle thing a small thing but you know it was important to him because of because uh, of the impact that he could have not just on his family but the impact they could have on so many different people um, Jerry West on CBS um, talking about Kobe's passing. You know, I really didn't discover Kobe, okay? There was, you know, he was a, a great young uh, high school player in that time. It wasn't in vogue to draft players like that. And um, as I say, it was part of the process of getting here. His agent, Norn Tellum, and myself were able to, um, working through the draft until uh, he became a Laker. And um, those were very exciting moments for us to get a young, charismatic kid uh, like him. But more importantly, a, a very unique talent. And um, it was the uh, um, start of a long, I don't say process, but the start of a long friendship and re- working relationship. And uh, to hear this news this morning, uh, frankly, at first I was shocked. And then after a while, it really sunk, I sunk in. And, you know, to see the transformation of him from a 17-year-old kid who used to spend time at my house with me to my son Ryan driving him around because he couldn't drive. He couldn't even sign a contract because he was too young. Uh, to him, the constant questions about the NBA, uh, wanting me to go to a gym with him to watch him work out and maybe make suggestions to him. It was more than, I really felt like a surrogate father to him. And then as his career blossomed and uh, you know he started to established this enormous reputation as a player and and also filled with accomplishments. But his charisma on top of it uh, was something that most great players don't have. And he had it. But uh, to wake up to this news, this has been one of the most horrible days of my life. Uh, I, felt like, I felt like I've lost a son. And... Um, Frankly, not doing very well. That's uh, Jerry West. Uh, obviously, his relationship with Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, Jerry West is uh, is always credited for finding Kobe Bryant and um, making a trade 
to bring Kobe Bryant to the Los Angeles Lakers, having the draft rights, trading away Vladi Divac, and uh, yeah, that's tough to hear Jerry West um, uh, talk about Kobe right there. Uh, Mark in Seattle. Mark, you're on uh, 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for just airing people's calls because just like everyone else, his life and his work ethic has really affected me, you know, hearing about Mamba mentality and his quote, you know, those young guys playing checkers, I'm out here playing chess. Like Mm -hmm. that has affected me in so many different ways and just playing sports growing up and through college and even afterwards and all the work I've been doing. And, you know, there's a million moments that every fan could call back to that just epitomizes greatness. But the one I'll never forget was the 2008 Olympics, playing Spain, it's crunch time, it's the gold medal game, and you've got the best players in the world out there. You've got LeBron, CP3, Wade, Melo. And when the time came to close it out and bring home the gold, it was Kobe. He got the ball, he made the shots, he made those two threes, assists, rebounds. That's what I loved about Kobe. When you talk to the NBA players, they revered him. His respect was just unanimous, and that's what always meant the most to me, that you know, people, reporters might not like him, but his peers, the ones he met on the court, really respected him, and they respected his work ethic, and they looked up to him. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for all this coverage. I've been listening to it all day, and it's helping me get through this. Appreciate you calling in, Mark. Um, Pal Gasol sent out a tweet. Um, this was earlier in the day. Beyond devastated, my big brother, I can't, I just can't believe it. Powell, obviously, uh, two championships with uh, with Kobe and um, very unique relationship that they always had. Uh, Tobin in Orange. Tobin, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Tobin. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so, you know, we've heard a lot of wonderful stories about Kobe today, um, and I just felt like I had to call in and, and share, share this story, you know, these guys are, are people just like you and I. They have good days and bad days. And and as a sports fan, there's always the fear that if you meet your idol, are they going to ruin whatever image you have of them? Uh, it was that way for me when I was growing up on Magic Johnson. I'm 49 years old. And I met him, and he was just an amazing guy in person. And, uh, you know, the day, the hope that one day my son might get to meet Kobe, uh, you know, I had that same kind of concern. What if he's not a great guy? We happened to get to walk up on him. He was at a volleyball tournament where he was just there being dad, watching his uh, his daughter play. And uh, I said, Jack, you're not going to believe who's sitting over there. He looked over, and there's Kobe Bryant. And, of course, his, his eyes welled up. I said, let's go get an autograph. We walked over, and, and Kobe said, hey, man, I would love to give you guys an autograph, but if I do one, I've got to do all of them. But he looked at my son, and he said, uh, now, what's your name? And he said, Jack. And, of course, Jack had Laker gear on, not knowing we were going to see Kobe, but we're just big Laker fans. Mm-hmm. And he spent the next 10 minutes talking to my son about how to go left and about how to play defense with his feet. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was just, just an amazing thing to see this legend sitting there taking this time one-on-one with my son. And at the end of the day, we were playing, on, our daughters were playing on different courts. He walked past me and he says, hey, man, uh, Tobin, so how'd your daughter do today? And so we started sharing, you know, stories about the game that our kids were playing in this volleyball tournament. I mean, you know, just an average dad. Hmm. So I just, you know, we put these guys on such a pedestal and, and understandably because of the talent that they possess. But at the end of the day, he's just a dad. And, uh, you know, he's going to be missed. 
Yeah, it's a great look. That's a great perspective to put it. We do put them on a pedestal, and um, when I come on here and I say they're icons, they're legends, you're right. They 100% are. Um, but Kobe is a father, and Kobe, um, you know, was a husband, and he was more than just what we got to see on the basketball court. But we loved him and idolized him because we felt like he was just this warrior that would do anything for the Los Angeles Lakers and would do anything to uh, uh, to compete, to try and win. And those are the things that we got to see on a night-in, night-out basis for 20 years. But these stories that you're hearing from other people, um, I'm sure this is what Kobe wants to be remembered for is these kind of stories. You know, I'm sure that everything that he accomplished on the basketball court is um, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important to him. But the impact that he had off the basketball court, I'm sure that's uh, that's that's where his um, his legend can grow, and that's where it can still be impactful. Um, you know, after those 20 years that he gave the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, this is uh, this is, you know, it's interesting. So we'll go. We're going until 10 o'clock tonight, and coming on here, we started at six. My thought process, um, really, just had no idea where the show was going to go. Um, it's not something you obviously prepare for, or anything like that. You just hop on and you kind of just go. And I can't tell you how much, uh, how great it's been to listen to Laker fans and their thoughts on, um, and their impact, right? The impact that Kobe had on individual people, uh, they had on maybe the impact Kobe had on kids or maybe the impact that, um, Kobe has had on, uh, people from around the world. Somebody had called in a little bit earlier from Australia. Somebody else called in and said that, um, he was born and raised in Egypt and that the calls he was getting from Dubai and other places, family members, just obviously devastated um, of the news today. It is, uh, it, for not knowing where this would go, um, It's been uh, it's been really, really, really nice to hear from others so they could share some stories as well. Um, let's go to uh, Sean in L.A. Sean, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, hey, man. Big Kobe fan. Lived in Los Angeles my whole life, and it's really unfortunate, man. When I woke up in the morning, I was so, so sad. Um, I can't even uh, describe it in words, man. I had the privilege recently to uh, see Kobe at the Bank of California Stadium. He walked right past me, man. Mm -hmm. And that was like the third time I seen Kobe, but he was inches away from me, and it just made my day, made my week. And, I mean, I'll never forget it, man. So, I really love Kobe. Kobe is Los Angeles. Kobe is the Lakers. He will always be a Laker. And, you know, it's, oh, man, I mean, I love Kobe, man. Kobe is a superhero. He is an ambassador to the human race. He is a great person. R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. Gianna, R.I.P. everybody else that lost their lives today, for real. Sean, appreciate the call. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Um, if you guys want to be a part of the program, 877-710-ESPN. Um, a lot of NBA players have uh, have chimed in on uh, the passing uh, of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Mike Breen, who's the broadcaster 
does a lot of the games on ABC and also does the play-by-play for the New York Knicks. Um, I think he said it best uh, leading up to the uh, Knicks, uh, Knicks game a little bit earlier today. And Clyde, on my way into the arena, I thought of Bill Gallo. Gallo is the uh, legendary sports cartoonist that uh, when Thurman Munson passed away, the next day he had an unbelievably touching cartoon. And it was his two characters that he had, Basement Bertha and Yucky. And the cartoon read, Basement Bertha saying, no, Yucky, I just don't feel like playing ball today. And she was crying. And that's the way I think a lot of us feel here tonight. Just don't feel like broadcasting. I know a lot of players, excuse me, don't feel like playing. It's just a sad, sad day. All right, that's Mike Breen, uh, play-by-play voice of the uh, uh, New York Knicks and obviously does the ABC games for ESPN. Um, Let's go to Bobby in Pasadena. Bobby, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Bobby. How's it going? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to you guys for giving the platform for everybody to speak on Kobe's impact for everyone in Los Angeles and throughout the world. So I would have to start with, you know, I mean, I'm born in 96. Kobe came into the league in 96. So my whole life, Kobe's been my, my guy, my idol that I've always uh, just been a part of. And uh, I got the ability and the honor to get to learn from Kobe. I went to his camp back in uh, 2010 at uh, UC Santa Barbara. And through that camp, I was able to be able to do a skill the day in front of the whole camp as a young eighth grader coming into high school in the summer. That was the year that that summer that they just won the NBA, uh, that they beat Boston. So that whole moment, it was just starstruck and just being able to just hear everything from Kobe one-on-one in front of all the kids, all the parents, all the families, just being able to have a one-on-one connection with Kobe through that camp was phenomenal and just just listening to him telling me what to do and telling me his little tricks and tips it was something I'll never forget and something I just always carried throughout my whole life and then also just the fact that right after that uh, I also got to talk to him one-on-one and the crazy thing is his love of soccer uh, we connected on that too because that was the day after that Spain had scored a goal on in Germany in the semifinal of the World Cup and we were literally talking about, I remember to this day, that we were talking about Carlos Puyol's header that he scored. And just remembering that moment just brings me to tears. And just seeing the love and passion through L.A., uh, like Kobe is an icon. And personally for me, just seeing all the tributes, it just brings me to tears. And it's just something that I, I, I just don't want to believe that it really happened. I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you calling in, Bobby. Um Stephen Lahambra, you're on uh, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, you know I've called your show over the years when Kobe was playing, and even after, you know, and I was not the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, uh, but I completely respected him and what he did, uh, you know, on the court and later after, you know, his career off the court. But what I want to say is, you know, uh, not only we all miss Kobe, you know, and but also the other parents and children that uh, died in this horrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe's parents, who lost a son today, um, his wife, who mm-hmm. lost her husband and her daughter, mm-hmm. and you're never supposed to bury your children. And like Bill Plasky said, you know, uh, his, his, his other daughters, 
they lost their father today, and that is the worst thing, you know. Not not just Kobe Bryant, you know, this happened to him, but unfortunately it happens to our, our, our military, you know, families, you know, in, in horrible, tragic accidents and deaths. And we should all just take a, a moment to pause and just realize, what, you know, when you see your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or your spouse, your partner or your children, and you hug and you kiss them and you say, bye, I'll see you later, they might not come home. And, and today, unfortunately, um, a lot of families were ruined, changed, affected for the rest of their lives. And, and, and my part prayers go out to all the families affected to this. And again, it's, it's Lakers talk, so, but about Kobe's children and his wife, and, and I'm so sorry. And when I saw the news, and, and, and then especially when I found out that his daughter passed with him, I just started, it was waterworks, and I happened to be, you know, at my mother's house with my daughter, and all three of us just held each other and said, I love you, you know, and, and um, I'm going to get off the air before I start crying. It's a great show you always host. I always love your shows, man, and um, my prayers and thoughts go out to all the families affected and um, make Kobe, his daughter, and, and all the families lost today, may they rest in peace. Thank you, Steve. Um, absolutely, and... Um you know, there is, uh, I said a couple times how we, uh, want to make sure that, you know, our condolences do go to everybody involved. And there's obviously a, um, there's a number of people that are involved. So, um, we'll get more to your guys' uh, phone calls when we come back. Phone number is 877 710 ESPN. Uh, stay right here. This is 710 ESPN. All right. I got a quick, uh, Kobe Bryant story. I have a cousin of mine probably 10, 11 years ago had a heart condition and did a Make-A-Wish uh, make Foundation granted him a wish and his wish was to meet Kobe. So this was probably 11 years ago, let's say. Something along those lines. Um, gets a call. Says uh, they're going to be taking him up to a Lakers game. So he gets uh, gets him and his family um, get service all the way up there. They're down in San Diego, East San Diego. Um, drive him up to Staples Center, and uh, they take him to the seats, and, and he's sitting there, and he's watching the Lakers game. Doesn't really know what's going to happen afterwards. And then game ends, and uh, a couple of you know the ushers grab him and say, okay, come back uh, with us. And uh, he's sitting in one of the back rooms, and... Kobe comes out, and Kobe is supposed to spend about fifteen minutes. Uh, and there's certain rules that go with certain things. Okay, give me some items that you want me to sign. Uh, uh, there's certain things we're not going to sign. You know, stuff along those lines. So the uh, ushers kind of give him the lowdown and everything else, or the Make a Wish Foundation people give him the lowdown. And my cousin's a diehard Kobe fan and diehard Laker fan. And Kobe sits down with him and uh, says, "I read your story. It was heartbreaking." Um, and they talk just about uh, what happened and what he's doing and everything else. What was supposed to be about a 15-minute conversation, my cousin says, was close to about an hour conversation until his wife, Vanessa Bryant, walks in and says, we got to go. And as Kobe's uh, about to leave, um, you know, saying goodbye, he tells him, why don't you turn around for a second? And he's wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey, and he signs and he autographs a Kobe jersey. Um. I don't have too many personal stories with Kobe, and I think just getting an opportunity to listen to you guys is—it's um, been great to to hear some of these stories. But 
you know, my cousin gave me a call right when this happened or a few hours after and, you know, just saying, man, I remember this and I remember that and I remember this moment when it happened. I think we all have, you know, some type of connection to Kobe because of sports, right? And a lot of our um, memories come from um, the dagger shot against the Phoenix Suns or the big time plays against the Spurs when Shaq would foul out or, um, you know, the performance against the Boston Celtics, the Orlando Magic. That's where, you know, we have these connections because of what was happening on the court. Uh, but obviously there's so much more to it. And, you know, I've had a couple callers call in too to uh, give their condolences to everybody involved. Um, you know, it is heartbreaking hearing about his daughter. Absolutely heartbreaking. And um, the Bryant family and everybody that was involved just to you can't comprehend it you literally can't comprehend it um and and it's uh it's one of those days where i think we're all going to remember where we were and what we were doing you know i was uh i drove up this morning i was up in uh, lake arrowhead area and i put my phone on do not disturb and i go into mass caught an 11 30 mass Ends about twelve thirty or so, and I come back to my uh, come back to my car. I'm looking at my phone, and I'm actually closing some of the apps. When it's do not disturb, you don't even have any notifications that pop up. And I look, and as I'm closing one of the apps, I get an email from um, email from uh, uh, old client of mine, and the email just says, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And I, I look back into it and it says something about Kobe. What is she talking about? I look at my text messages. Then there's all these text messages and none of it makes sense. This entire, this entire day makes no sense at all. Um, And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there where uh, it doesn't make sense. Kobe Bryant, Kobe, you know, Plasky talked about a little bit earlier. Um, No, not, not the Kobe that we know. That Mamba mentality, nothing can stop Kobe. It's uh, it's it's a day you know all of us will uh, will never forget. We'll know exactly where we were. We'll know exactly what we were doing. Um, yeah, it's a really, really, really tough day. And I I get a chance to have this mic in front of me. If you guys saw some of the people behind the scenes today, um, it touched everybody. I mean, these are people that. You know, look at Kobe Bryant, iconic. Go look outside of uh, go go look outside of L.A. Live right now. Um, we had George, who has been on the board since the morning. You taking off, George? I'm going to go downstairs and I, I'm going to I'm going to go see uh, this little memorial that they're building for Kobe down there. I mean, today's a uh, today's um, it's a tough day. It, let's just put it that way. It's a tough day for a lot of people, and of course, um, for those that were directly directly involved. Uh, our deepest, deepest condolences. Um, Dwayne Wade on Kobe's passing. Today is is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream. She just want to wake up from. It's a nightmare. I know 
we all feel the same way about such a great, just a great leader, just a great champion, just a great person. If you got a chance to know Kobe, you got a chance to really know Kobe. Ain't nobody better, man. Emotions are all over the place. These are the moments when you ask why. When I came in the league, I chased him. That's who I chased. I wanted to be respected by him. And once I reached that level, I knew I did something. So. Kobe, thank you, man. Thank you for all the memories. We got a lot of good ones. And these tears that we crying, we're going to miss you. And it's not going to go. It's not leaving today, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. We will forever, forever miss you, man. You're our legend. You're our icon. You're our father. You're a husband. Your son, your brother. Your friend. Your friend. Thank you for being my friend. I love you, brother. Uh, that's uh, that's Dwayne Wade. Nas in L.A., you're on uh, 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Nas. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, just want to say, you know, grew up with um, Kobe. You know, when you grow up in L.A. in the 90s, uh, Kobe is a name you hear before George Washington. You know, you just hear it from a young age. And Kobe... You know, he's been through so many platforms. You know, you could either see him on VHS, DVD, he even had a streaming service, details. But, you know, growing up a Kobe fan, you know, you always had those barbershop debates or um, sports bar debates. You know, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? You know, as a Kobe Laker fan, I always said Kobe. You know, obviously, you know, that you know that's a debate, you, you know, you guys have on the radio station all the time, too. But I think moving forward... I mean, only history will tell, but moving forward, I think, out of respect, I think everyone is going to say Kobe because, you know, because cause obviously today is evident of that. He's always been a great inspiration to everyone, and, and you know, he's probably the hardest worker in basketball that ever, anyone ever knew and probably one of the greatest stories ever told, probably the closest thing to the Truman Show. You know, You know, he grew up in front of the camera. But anyways, thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nas. Appreciate it. Karen in, in Alhambra, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Karen. Hi. I was just down at Staples Centers for about like five hours, hmm. and it's just tragic. And But it was good to have like your family to grieve to because that's what we are in L.A. as a family, and we it's like we lost a family member. So having other people with you, understanding how you feel, it was a good support system. It's Karen, was there when when, when you left there? Is there still? Uh, is it still? Uh, I imagine still pretty packed down there. Oh yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I imagine it's going to be packed until like late into the night because the more people were coming throughout the day and more kept showing up and more people keep adding more flowers and pictures and everyone just keeps talking and chanting and saying we love Kobe and MVP hmm. and he's always going to be MVP for all of us. No question about that. No question about that. And, and so much more than just, uh, obviously a basketball player. There's, um, I said this a little bit earlier today and, and, you know, I'll, I'll 
continue to reference to it. I know there's we, we watch these guys because they're icons and they're sports figures and what they do on the basketball court. It is a game. And, you know, he took that game as serious as anybody else, and we respect it and we appreciated it. Um, but, uh, you know, the real-life part of it is uh, we, we just don't feel like things like this can happen to a Kobe Bryant. Um, and unfortunately, you know, at 41 years old with his daughter, uh, just 13 years old, and everybody else that was involved, it's um, it's very very difficult to uh, to to have it sink in. Uh, Brian in Glendora, Brian, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Brian. Hi guys. Um, you know, I, when uh, my son was younger, I, I sent him to Kobe camp for two years, and it was great because I, I'm a great I'm a big Laker fan, and I'm really a Kobe fan, a big Kobe fan, and it was just awesome to be able to send him to the to the camp. And the most amazing thing I've seen was, you know, Kobe would come around, but one game they were going to play in the in the auditorium, there was probably a thousand kids in there. And as soon as he walks in, he was just rushed by all these kids who just admired, just wanted to be close to him and touch him. And it was just amazing how much they admired him. And, and um, you know, and then he, he would have, like, pictures with the teams, the different teams, the kids. And, and I was so proud of my son because he sat right down next to him to get a picture with him. And and it's just, it's been such a hard day, you know, for me and, and uh, for my son. And, and it was just, it was a great camp. And, you know, my son went to Tracy Murray's camp also. And, and Tracy Murray was like, well, you know, Kobe camp's not really a camp because he's not there all the time. And, you know, and, and you know what? Those kids just wanted to be there with Kobe, no matter if he was there for five seconds or mm. ten minutes or whatever. He was just so admired, you know. It's just really cool to see. And it's been a hard day. It's just hard. Brian, thanks uh, Thanks for calling in. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Um, any topic that you guys want to hit on, if you want to tell memories about Kobe Bryant, memories to you or impact that Kobe Bryant had on you or any conversation of what's obviously unfolded in the last uh, nine, ten hours or so, uh, 877-710-ESPN. Um, James in Newport. James, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, bud. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, it's been a hard day here uh, working uh, close to where Kobe lives. Um, my greatest memory was uh, working at the pizza place uh, at First Class Pizza here in Newport. And um, always when Kobe used to take, you know, pizza orders, we used to always write on his boxes and writing MVP and mm. good luck uh, in the playoffs and actually meeting him at his house, uh, delivering pizza to him uh, was probably the best memory I've ever had. Um, and just see him at work sometimes and, you know, always would say hi, and um, it's just been a really tough day. And I just had a quick question: sure. um, What do you think of the idea of naming the court uh, Kobe's court? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think uh, Plashke had said something a little bit earlier about um, his statue outside of Staples Center. I, I'll tell you this: I, I think the and I don't know if you're referencing the Lakers or, you know, the NBA in general. Um, you got to imagine some special, special things are going to be done uh, in memory of Kobe Bryant. Um, you have to imagine that. 
I, I don't have those ideas. I don't know what those ideas are, but you have to imagine between the NBA and the Los Angeles Lakers, some special things will be done for Kobe. Um, Greg Popovich on Kobe's passing. Good game, tough loss, who cares? Um, most importantly, uh, appreciate you all letting the locker room be tonight. Uh, everybody's pretty emotional about the tragedy uh, with Kobe, and uh, all of us know what a great player he was, but he went beyond great playing. He was a competitor uh, that is that goes unmatched, and it's what made him... Uh, as a player so attractive everybody that focus uh, that competitiveness that will to win uh, and even more importantly than that uh, we all feel a, a deep sense of loss for what he meant to all of us in so many ways and so many millions of people loved him for so many different reasons that's head coach uh, Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs you know I, I would say for me personally that was you know what I respected so much about Kobe like Pop is mentioning there and some of the you know best battles that the Lakers have had in their franchise history was coming with Kobe and Shaq battling the San Antonio Spurs which all means nothing you know today none of it means anything um but it was his competitiveness it was his drive it was uh his want to compete against the absolute best and his belief in himself that no matter what, um, he's going to find a way to make it happen. That's what you respected the most from Kobe. You know, I remember these stories of when Kobe was playing for the Lakers and you'd see jokes that are out there where Kobe is taking that shot over, taking that fadeaway 18-footer over two defenders. That was Kobe. Most players uh, didn't think they, they had the ability or it wasn't the right basketball play. Kobe thought is in his mind, you give me the ball and I'll take care of things. I'll put it on my back. That was Kobe's mentality. And we had a lot of people that called in you know, throughout the show or just listening. Dwayne Wade, I thought, was fantastic to listen to. DeMar DeRozan uh, saying that he's not playing basketball if it wasn't for you know watching Kobe. Damian Lillard, I could go up and down the list of all these players that looked at Kobe as um, the style of basketball that he played, that killer instinct that he had is what motivated all of them. And then all these callers that have called in too that have talked uh, uh, the impact that Kobe had because of the way he treated basketball, the way he uh, treated his craft, the way he treated his profession. Um, they tried taking that and seeing if they could model that in the occupation that they're in. Um, Kobe was the best at what he did. And uh, we admired and we respected it. And that's why, um, you know, today I think it's so tough for uh, so many people. And uh, the scenario that, that this played out in and how it happened and who was involved and obviously his daughter as well, um, just the whole uh, adding it all up doesn't make sense and, and, and the whole thing is devastating. Elliot in Anaheim, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Elliot. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Um First off, I want to say RIP to Gigi and Kobe, and uh, you know, God bless his family and all the people, other people that passed away on the helicopter accident. Um, I'm a little shooken up, man. I've been tearing up all day, but uh, my personal story, uh, I never got to meet Kobe personally. Of course, I see him from afar at Staples, watching the games there. But uh, 
man, um, I didn't have the best father growing up. And, uh, you know, every time my, my dad got home and he was in a bad mood and I was watching the Lakers and Kobe play, man, he left me alone. So this really hits, uh, <laughs> excuse me, man. Um, this really hits me hard. Uh, I've been a Laker fan since 94, man. I'm 33 years old and I've seen his first, uh, excuse me. I've seen his first shot and his last shot, man. And, uh, it just hurts. Uh, excuse me, man. Um, um, you got nothing to be excused about. It's okay. Yeah, just, uh, I just want to say, man, RIP to Kobe and his beautiful daughter, Gigi, man. And man, what a great role model as a father. And the, the fact that he hustled and his dedication to what he loved and his craft, man, it just, you know, I adopt, I adapt that in my life, man. And I just keep hustling because he was my idol, my role model. He was a, I don't want to say a father figure, man, but he was definitely someone that I looked up to, man. So this, uh, being the basketball nerd that I am, man, just Kobe, man, just, he has a special place in my heart, man. Really. And, uh, yeah, man, that's all I wanted to share. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Thank you for sharing, Elliot. Devin in LA, you're on uh, 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Devin. Um, you know what, man? It's like it's so surreal. It's so unbelievable. Like this is bigger to me. I, I I've been here 35 years. I wasn't here for JFK, um, but like this certainly to me feels like it's on that level. Or trumps that. No disrespect. Um, uh, like it. I, Man, man, Slee, well, I'm, I'm, ah, man, dude. Um, I just want to say this, though, because I had this debate, and I've heard the debate going on between who's the best in the NBA. And, you know, um, Kobe's name gets left out of that debate a lot. And um, I just want to say that um, it's, it's just unbelievable that this is, the end of this the Kobe Bryant story like I'd have never thought in my wildest dreams this would be the end but like he's gone he's gone and it's I'm, I've had goosebumps all day I've um, I've never cried I've had lost family members man and I just like was sobbing today and uh it's just like we only get one life on this planet and to actually know that tomorrow like we're all feeling this man it's unbelievable but um kobe being bryant <clears throat> uh, unbelievable thank you Devin. thanks for calling um you know i i will say that from taking a lot of these calls i i do feel like um you know his legacy uh, may just be starting the impact that he can have on others. Um, you know, you don't hear people call in and say the type of things that a lot of listeners, um, either the stories that they're giving or just the impact that, you know, obviously this individual had in their lives. Um, and don't think that that's not going to be carried on. Um, a lot of these players and these coaches listening to them as well. I could tell my own personal stories um, but I think getting an opportunity to listen to just all the different people that have had thoughts on Kobe Bryant, I definitely don't feel like um, that's going to be stopping today. I think that legacy will carry on. 
And I think that impact will carry on. And it is, uh, it's tough in the moment. It's very, very difficult in the moment. Um, and you're right, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I've heard people say, th- this is uh, maybe not the best example, but I'll just, Kendrick Perkins had sent out a tweet a little bit earlier. and Perkins basically saying something to the effect of, you know, hug your loved ones. Whatever, whatever issues you have with anybody else, it, it doesn't matter. And why it needs, why it takes moments like this to remind us, I don't have that answer. But um, let's uh, let's definitely take advantage of this opportunity to do exactly like they're saying. I can't, you know, nobody can put uh, yourself in in anybody's shoes uh, that was involved today. But if you do take a step back and maybe just try and appreciate all those things that we're unappreciative of on a night-in, night-out basis. Um, today is definitely one of those days to try and appreciate them. Isaac and Ventura. Isaac, you're on 710 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, um, you know, it, it's a it's a, it's a a day in history that everyone, every Laker fan is going to remember. Uh, I can remember I was having breakfast in Camarillo about you know 10 minutes away when I was getting bombarded with messages saying, hey, did you hear about Kobe? And at first I thought it was about LeBron James, uh, you know, trumping him out, being on third on the list. And uh, I go on, uh, I go on the internet and, and, and see, um, you know, Kobe passed away. You know, Kobe met a lot of things to a lot of different people. And um, I met, uh, I heard a lot of listeners, you know, tell their stories. And a quick story for me, you know, growing up in junior high here in, 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 um, in the area, you know, I modeled my game after Kobe. You know, I, I, I took his number eight when I was traveling in basketball teams. I even wore those, uh, I don't know if you remember those, those Adidas space boots shoes. Mm-hmm. I had them in every single color and every single thing. I remember in 2001 when, when 9-11 happened, Kobe had them in wet, Ryan blue. Um, you know, he influenced me a lot in growing up. Um, you know, I'm still in shock. I'm still numb. I'm, I'm still waiting for people to tell me that this is not real. But, you know, Kobe Bryant impacted my life in such a deep way that, um, that, I, that words can express. And uh, usually I don't call and, 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 and you know, it both my opinion. But, you know, I, I definitely need this born uh, a great person that influenced my life um you know i'm always gonna be a laker fan and, and kobe is, is embedded in the dna of the lakers and in, in, in la history so um you know uh thanks for taking my call and uh hope everybody can find you know some remorse and uh, and some um uh, and grieve in this one and just celebrate kobe's life appreciate it isaac you know if you've um if you never have called before you've never called into a radio show or a sports radio show whatever the case is um Absolutely. Uh, if you have thoughts and you want to share them, do it tonight. 877-710-ESPN. Anthony in Norwalk. Anthony, you're on uh, 710-ESPN. Go ahead, Anthony. Hi, yeah. Um, I just want to share a memory I have of, of Kobe. Uh, about 10 years ago, I worked in an after-school program in South Central, uh, Edison Middle School, and he came to the program to see the kids. Uh, they had a show for him. And to see his face, looking at the kids, it was just something of joy, man. I mean, mm. Excuse me. It's okay. Well, to see his face with the kids and the kids looking at him, and uh, to see his, him looking at his daughter with the same look. I mean, these are the kids he didn't even know. <clears throat> But you can feel the love in the building that day. 
and that is the kind of guy Kobe was. Mm-hmm. Um, my son Gabriel, he's twenty six now, and he was about fourteen years old at the time. And uh, he woke me up. It was telling me about Kobe this morning. I didn't believe it, and he was crying. And uh, it's just a, a sad, sad thing, especially with the way things are today. With all the way people are treating each other, to lose somebody of that magnitude, it's just terrible. It's a sad, sad loss. And my condolences go out to his family and the other families, uh, the people that were in the helicopter. And it's a great loss for LA today. Very bad, very bad loss. Thank you, thank you for calling, Anthony. Yeah, that, that's uh, when I hear you know people having such difficulty getting through their story or, or their thought process, um, man, that hits. And I know it hits to everybody, but I, I appreciate the, uh, obviously the authenticity. Um, I want to take, uh, more of your guys' phone calls here. I want to go to Ian in Long Beach and you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Ian. Alan, I want to say thank you to ESPN 710 for allowing everyone to vent tonight. Um, I've watched Kobe Bryant since he came into the league. I got to meet him in 1999 through my company who was a sponsor. I got to see him many times play because of who I worked for. I have four daughters and I would tell them, you need to watch this man and the work that he puts in. And that inspired them. Mm-hmm. And my four daughters have all grown to be successful young women. Mm-hmm. And when he had his fourth daughter, it made me happy that he was in the group. Mm-hmm. And I knew that his four daughters would be successful. So uh, I want to give my heart out to his family and his daughters. Thank you, Ann. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, and uh, thank you for sharing that story. It's, uh, yeah, today's a tragic day. That's it. Best way to, for me to put it. It's uh, just a tragic, tragic day all around um, for everybody. And uh, sometimes, you know, things in life happen and there's no explanation for it. There's obviously no explanation for this. And you hate to see everybody that's involved. Um, as tough and as emotional this is for us, um, you know, I can't imagine what the families are going through. And that's something that obviously uh, we'll continue to keep in mind. And uh, obviously our condolences to everybody involved. Um, but this is uh, this is as tough of a day, I think, for uh, um, those who appreciate and love what Kobe Bryant has done. Um, we're going till 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay right here. This is 710 ESPN.